This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I have on a show, ladies and gentlemen, former Eagle, Seth Joyner. Hi, Seth. Good morning, guys. What's happening? Seth, we're very, very upset. And and I want you to explain, can we start on this? How did Dallas put 40 up on the birds? How'd that happen? Four turnovers, man. You All can't right. turn the ball over that many times and think you're going to win a game. And I'm listen, you're going to be shocked this morning, Angelo, shocked. Because I'm on here to defend one Jonathan Gannon. No! To a certain extent. Yes, I am. Well, then, I'm going to have to treat you like a hostile witness. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> All right. What did you see from Gannon that you actually liked? You had to like what you saw in the first half. I mean, they played great football in the first half. The turnover. Um, you know, just he brought some blitzes and whatnot. You know, but a defensive coordinator is limited in what he can run, you know, by the players that he can trust on the field. And it's pretty apparent to me that there was no way in the world that he could trust Josiah Scott. People don't understand how valuable Avante Maddox really is to this defense. Are you saying Maddox doesn't get hurt? The Eagles win that game, Seth? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. They had they had Dak Prescott completely confused and completely bent out of shape in this game. And, you know, they, did, they were doing a very good job of, Middle of the field is where they were actually, um, you know, having some issues. Um, and the minute Devontae Maddox goes out, the whole complexion of that game changed, in my opinion. All right. Well, Seth, I'm going to then – I did not expect this. You're right. I am surprised. So, I'm going with my big play here. <laughs> All right, Seth? Uh, you're going to hear this, and then you're going to tell me how this can possibly happen. There are, the Eagles have just put two sacks on Dak. They got him against the wall. It's it's a third and 30, and here's what happened. Cowboys have a third and Galveston from their own 30. Back goes Prescott again. He steps up. He is going deep downfield, and it is caught. It is caught. That is T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. All right, tell me how great Gannon was on that play, Seth. Well, if my memory serves me correct, I don't remember seeing Jonathan Gannon. Um, play any defense whatsoever. He's the game. coach. He's responsible for the entire performance of his defense. Yeah, but you know what? You can draw the you can draw the plays up. You can put the players in position. Call the correct or the bad defense. But guess what? The players are the ones that have to go out and execute what is called. And it's clear to me, you know, that they didn't do that. Josiah Scott. Why do you have him in that position of being over the top to begin with? And then second of all, why isn't Darius Slay? 20 yards off the ball, knowing they need 30 yards for a first down and let a guy just run right by him. Who cares about the guy in the flat? Very true. Very true. All right, Seth, how about this stat, right? And this is next-gen analytics stat. When the the Eagles were in the uh, zone defenses, all different variations, 24 for 24, Prescott was, 300 yards. When they weren't, he was not effective at all. Why are you in the zone so much if you're not stopping anything? Because you can't trust 
players that you have to put in positions that aren't used to playing there. You're looking at these guys, and I promise you, I've seen it a million times. You know, when you when you got a guy that, that you force to play and you don't know how he's going to react to each and every play, you're a little apprehensive about putting that guy in a man situation. So what's the next best thing? You put him in zone and you hope the guys can cover it up. But Josiah Scott couldn't cover up, you know, for Avante Maddox. And, you know, listen, T.J. Edwards had a hell of a season. But he is a passing game liability. I mean, they just wore him out in the middle. And, you know, the one, the one, the one area where I will criticize Jonathan Gannon is how he, like, how he lacked the ability to make an adjustment to what the Cowboys were doing in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because they just wore T.J. Edwards out in the middle, whether it was, you know, a tight end, um, um, uh, Dalton Schultz, or whether they swapped in the three three wide receivers set to one side, swapped the tight end and the wide receiver and put CeeDee Lamb in the middle with on on TJ Edward on three strong. I mean he can't he can't make that coverage. So where's your dime package or why aren't you switching, you know, Kazir White and putting him in that position? All right, what about Nicobe D? Would he be an option in one of those situations? You know, listen, I hear everybody, you know, talking about it. But, you know, when you talk about players you can trust, it's pretty darn obvious to me that Jonathan, Jonathan Gannon cannot trust N'Kobe Dean, you know, in tight situations either. Um, so, no, you're probably not going to continue, not going to see him play until he learns the playbook and until the coaches can actually um, trust him. And I'm not so sure that he's that much faster, you know, than T.J. Edwards when I watch him play. All right, let me – maybe I'll have more luck on the other side of the ball, all right? Uh, here's what I need to know on offense, all right? You just said you're not going to win with four turnovers. I'm throwing the ball in big spots to Quez Watkins, Seth, who does not fight for the ball, does not write pre- run precise routes. I'm saying go with Goddard. Go with other options besides Quez Watkins. Would you do that or do you think they were okay there too? Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to defend him again. I, I think that Quez absolutely has to, you know, fight for those balls, you know. But you've got your speed wide receiver. He's the fastest wide receiver that you have, and you have him playing in the slot. How many balls have you seen Quez Watkins catch in those in those situations this year? Very few. Not a whole hell of a lot. Nope. Not, not a whole hell of a lot. Most of the balls that he catch are down the field, deep balls outside or across the middle you know, deeper route, you know. So you put him in a situation where you haven't used him there. And I don't know, again, I don't know what the play call was. The, the, was he the right option for Gardner Minshew in that situation? Was the ball supposed to go somewhere else and progression bought, brought the ball, you know, to Quez Watkins? But 100%, I agree. If you're going to throw those balls in there, either A.J. Brown, I'd rather see A.J. Brown or, um, or Zach Pascal in there, those guys are bigger bodies, or Dallas Goddard, bigger, bigger bodies and more aggressive. They're going to fight for the football in those situations and not let that DB come over the back A, which is pass interference, and they didn't call it, or be out muscled for another ball later on that, that Quez lost. All right, Seth, I'm going to take one last stab at getting you attacking somebody. Give me a justification for Dallas Goddard, three catches, 67 yards, all three plays over 20 in the first 32 minutes of the game, never dialed up again for the final 28. Tell me that makes sense to you. 
It makes no sense whatsoever. Thank you. Listen, I've been saying, I've, I've been saying, you know, all year long while Dallas Goddard is, 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 has been healthy, you know, he's had one game with, you know, enough perception to get him over 100 yards. You know, three or four targets, three, three to five targets a game, you know, for, in my opinion, who, you know, what is one of the top two or three tight ends in the game, it's just not enough. He's too much of a weapon for them not to utilize him. And, you know, I don't understand what the problem is. Now, I'm, to a certain degree, I know what the problem is, Angelo. You only got so many footballs. You know, you got A.J. Brown, you're paying $25 million a year. You got Devontae Smith, who you drafted in the first round two years ago. You know, you got to figure out who you're giving the ball to. You know, you talk about um, Miles Sanders, and, you know, we didn't run him last week. We come back, we give him 21 carries this week. Um, you got to figure out who you're going to give the ball to. But, you know, we can talk about it. But at the end of the day, there's only so there's only so many balls that you can give that can go around. But I agree with you. You know, Dallas Goddard has to get five to ten targets every single game. Absolutely, Seth Joyner, love talking to you, my friend. I uh, will talk to you again. On I guess it'll be the day after New Year's Day, and we're hopefully we'll it. have a great win to talk about. Seth, thank you as always, pal. You got it. Take care, Andrew. <laughs> All right now. Under-